trying to make me straight Serving me death on a silver tray They get on my nerves, wasting my time Offering me dope, sex and crime But I hang tough and stand up tall I look them in the eye and I tell them all Get out my face, you low-down cat I'm a different breed, I ain't into that Alcohol, no cool menthol, no smoking weed, no dirty deed, no drug abuse, no jive excuse. I ain't into that. No staying out late, no drowning in hate, no turning tricks, just for kicks. No butcher knife, no taking life, no skipping school, no acting the fool. No going to jail, ain't got no bail No stealing cars, no hopping bars No shacking up, no getting down No hanging out, no standing around Uh-uh, I ain't into that Drunk, no classes flunk, no throwing stones, no breaking bones, no dipping snuff and all that stuff, no carrying a gun just for fun. I just ain't into that. No mugging the old, no hot stuff sold, no busting heads. Ending up dead, no having babies before I'm ready No being a parent when too young to go steady I definitely ain't into that Now listen, you can call me square if you dare But that's alright, cause I don't care Call me a fool, say my head is fat But that's alright, cause I ain't into that Believe it or not, I'm into that I'm gonna educate and graduate Get a job instead of rob I'm gonna be a man and take a stand Feel good inside and show some pride I'm into that Somewhere, shine my light and be out of sight. Trust in God wherever I trod. Early rise and exercise. Now I'm deep, deep into that. Yes, I am real deep. I'm gonna make something great out of myself. Take my talents off of the shelf. I'm gonna get a hit every time at back. And believe it or not. 
I'm into that You can say what you wanna But I'm into that Call me anything you wanna call me But I'm into it All the way I'm into that You're listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 101.9 FM. And today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Questlove from The Roots, a brand new interview with Questlove from The Roots. I interviewed him a few years ago, gosh, back in 2007, yes, I say the word gosh because it was a few years ago in 2007, but this is a brand new interview, actually the third interview I've done with Questlove today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, and right there, that was a favorite of Questlove, the rappin' reverend with I Ain't Into That from 1986 on Fantasy Records. And Questlove of the Roots is from Philadelphia, so thought I would begin with... This little section of the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show after the Rappin' Reverend with Lady B and To the Beat Y'all. So here's Lady B, To the Beat Y'all from Philadelphia on the Nardward the Human Serviette Radio Show, immediately followed by an interview with Questlove of the Roots, Questlove Jenkins of the Roots on the Nardward the Human Serviette Radio Show. Here's Lady B. <laughs> Fun. But stupid Jill forgot the bill And now they have a son 
The pot was a hot, the corn was a not, the butter didn't melt to the crackers on. I said, you bring the butter and not bring the salt. If you don't freak, then it ain't my fault. Said a hip hop, a hip hip a hop hip hip dibby 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 bop bop. I said a hip a hop, but don't stop, baby, don't stop, baby, don't stop. Said do it, do it, do do a do it, do it, do it good. I just do it, there ain't nothing to it. This lady be in the disco fluid. Said a hip hop, but don't stop. We gonna shop the house. I'm a mean, I'm a queen, I'm a sex machine, not the shape. The wrinkles out of straight legacy, I'm gonna tell it to you once, tell it to you straight. I'm the baddest ball since Bordergate. I just, just show, I'm in the house, I just, just show what it's all about. I go down, go down, go down, go down, ow. I go down, from coast to coast, DJ's the man, said he's the one with the master plan. He's pleasing ladies day to day, and this is what my man would say. I'm listed in the yellow pages all around the world. And I'm wanted by the cops and the FBI for bugging out you sweet young girls Sweet ladies, young ladies, just the ones that I don't see If I don't get a chance to freak with you, I leave your telephone number with me, you see Cause I'll call you up a thousand times at the crack of dawn If your mama don't mind to the beat, y'all, check it out, y'all, don't stop Who are you? Who am I? Can we go back to your theme song while I think about it? You are Questlove. 
Yes, I am Questlove. That's exactly who I am. I'm Questlove. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you, Nartwar. I've been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. And I have a gift for you to welcome you to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Right here, a Motor Town Review poster. <laughs> is, this, is this the jackpot moment of, for you, like when you catch us all off guard? Because right now I've been prepping myself like, I'm not going to get caught. I don't care what he pulls. He can pull Michael Jackson back from the dead. No, I'm not going to get... Yo, this to me, oh my, yo, Willie, wait, what you find? (laughs) Yo, I hate when you do this. I love when you do this, but I, uh, man, this. Please, could you explain, what are you laughing at? The ventriloquist right off the bat. Willie Tyler and Lester. This is, I mean, to me. I'm, okay, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna explain to them why this is important to me. Um, I mean, first of all, it's historical, and it's also good to look at. Um, but the the type of world that I am involved in now, I am often the epicenter of review shows like this. Like, you know, this summer I'm gonna I'm gonna back up on the Fourth of July, different luminaries from all walks of life, and. Like, to me, the Motortown Review is one of the greatest, like, review shows ever. Like, simply because, like, you, you get an array of, of, of different stars and, God, Willie Tyler and Lester. I mean, they thought of everything. They have comedians, pop acts, young upstarts, you know, the Contours and Gladys Knight and the Pips. I mean, and Stevie Wonder headlining and... This is amazing. You managed to stump me. You normally wait like four questions in, and then you get the sucker punch. But you, you just came, you came in instantly from the top, which shocking me. Yes, this means a lot. Wait, can is this mine? That is yours to keep Questlove. Okay, good. Because normally you won't be giving shit away. I'm just saying. That. <laughs> I, I just got a brand new house. This is going up, and I'm gonna frame this baby. And thank you. I appreciate this. I'm so excited you like it. First off, though, I want to ask you, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder and the Cosby Show got you into sampling, right? Absolutely. Um, many people in the hip-hop world, uh, when they were, you know, the, the, the classic era of beat making, many consider the episode in which Stevie Wonder, uh, the, Stevie Wonder's driver, uh, accidentally hits Denise Huxtable and Theo Huxtable on the highway. First, I was amazed at the restraint of the Cosbys. You could tell they really weren't from Brooklyn because an average Brooklyn family would have thought, hmm, I can get money out of this. Stevie Wonder hit my child? Anyway, <laughs> so you know the Cosby really weren't from Brooklyn. Um, but when they Stevie Wonder lets them come to a recording session uh, and kind of introduces the idea of a sampler where they all said a particular word, uh, Denise said, I don't know what to say. Vanessa said her boyfriend's name, Robert. Rudy said, because ah, she thought that's the noise that a giraffe makes. Bill Cosby, uh, Dr. Huxtable had to go deliver a baby. And uh, Claire Huxtable did la. And the most famous of all of the outbursts was Theo Huxtable's uh, line, if he ever comes into a party, 
He says, jamming on the one. <laughs> like, ooh, this party's really great. Jamming on the one. It, it's, it's, oh, God. See, now Malcolm thinks I'm, I'm making fun of him. But anyway, yeah, so Stevie Wonder sampled all these things in a sampler. And then uh, we were begging our parents to get us toy samplers, the Casio SK-1, of which, you know, you say little curse words here and there. You know, no one's looking. Shit, 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 you know, uh, Every other curse word. And then uh, one day I figured, well, why not try music? And then I would sample music, and that's what really reeled me into hip-hop culture, uh, my first sampler. Thank you, Stevie Wonder. Yes. And the Cosbys. And looking over here some more, I have something else to point out to you. Who do we have there? Bobby Taylor. And the Vancouver's. Yeah, and it's spelled correctly. Yes. Bobby Taylor, who discovered Michael Jackson. Five, yes. Bobby Taylor discovered the Jackson Five. Now that you agree with me that hip hop Ground Zero started in Vancouver, can you please give some credit, Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's, for helping discover Michael Jackson? Yes. Look, you, you have always. You take more pride in your city than any other historian I've ever known repping their particular city. You rep Vancouver better than other rappers rep their areas. Like, I've learned... I even got involved in that Apache documentary because you really... I mean, you really made it known the history that Vancouver's played in music. But yeah, Bobby Taylor, uh, haven't seen the Jackson 5 in their Chitlin circuit days of playing, you know, contested the, 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 the Uptown, the Regal... The the um the Apollo Theater takes the Jackson Five to Motown Records. Actually, this woman Gladys Knight also takes credit for the same thing. Uh, and of course, Barry Gorey, being the mastermind, said that it's better if we give it to Dinah Ross because she's the bigger name out of all of you. And uh, so she presented the Jackson Five. But Bobby Taylor and Gladys Knight kind of both are tugging of war with the credit of who brought the Jackson 5 to life first. But you rip Philly pretty good. And, Questlove, Philly graffiti, curl, cool Earl and cornbread. Yes. Wait, how do you know this? How do you know? Well, I was fascinated. We have to know. You're Questlove. But I was curious. Cool Earl and cornbread, is it true that they tagged the Jackson 5's jet and an elephant at the zoo? How, how do you know this? I've heard this legend, but wait, how do you even know of the legend? How do you know? Like, You rep Philly. I have to know about Philly because you rep Philly. Could you explain? This is pretty amazing. Philly graffiti, cool, Earl, and cornbread. Yes, I've, I've, I've heard the legend of these two luminary graffiti artists from the Philadelphia area uh, actually tagging, you know, various uh, landmarks. In there. I mean, there were certain graffiti artists that had dreams of getting their tags on famous landmarks. Uh, I've heard about this Jackson 5 thing. I didn't know if it was true or not. It is true? I've heard it been verified as true, and also I've heard they tagged an elephant at the zoo. What do you think about that? That I didn't know. (laughs) I believe it, because Philly, um, we've actually, you know, managed to turn around. It's funny that you mentioned graffiti culture. 
graffiti culture more than DJ culture in Philly was was world famous. Um, also world famous in Philly was their first anti-graffiti network, which is basically how Black Thought, who is an expert at this stuff, uh, he he's a walking Smithsonian of graffiti writers from Philadelphia. Um, he once got uh, caught tagging uh, Philadelphia walls and had to work at the anti-graffiti network. Now, cut to 20 years later, that being a punishment of sorts, now Tariq and I are sort of the ambassadors of the Philadelphia art mural. Now Philadelphia has one of the... Philadelphia's managed to turn all the graffiti artists that it once rehabbed in terms of punishment and cleaning these walls into now being, uh, like, art representatives and doing like murals like these really beautiful murals all of we have the most murals of any city in the united states in philadelphia like there's over four thousand i didn't know there was four thousand walls in philadelphia let alone big giant murals so yeah i've I've heard the legend of that that jackson five i did not know about the elephant so once again you have educated me onto something i didn't know and i will go meticulously research this Questlove, you've got a lot of your education in record stores, and I heard that Portland, Oregon is very special to you. What was the name of the record store that began it all? Wasn't there a record store in Portland that began it all for Questlove when he really got into record collecting from? What was the name of that store? The name of that store is a place called Jump Jump in Portland, Oregon, which, you know, uh, my good friend Ryan from Portland, uh, you know, I, I had no expectations for Portland, but what I soon discovered was that not only did Portland have more strip clubs per capita, fun fact, uh, but the amount, the staggering amount of used record stores uh, was mind-blowing. And the fact that they really didn't catch on to the market value of what these records were worth. In other words, you know, let a luminary like Jay Dilla or Pete Rock or someone sample and a rap song and then an average dealer knows like oh i can now sell this record for 25 bucks because the value is going up not so much in portland portland would let me have a galt mcdermott record for 3.99 and a eugene mcdaniel's record oh yeah okay you just give me a nine bucks for it it's cool you know you go to japan and that eugene mcdaniel's record's like 450 bucks so uh of my seventy-seven thousand records in philadelphia i'll say a good 30 or 40 percent of those records came from portland oregon specifically my man dan at jump jump who was one of the greatest record boutiques uh in my lifetime i've i've taken many many person like i've went digging with I took Zach De La Rocha there once when we were on tour with Rage Against the Machine. I took so many people to, to, to Portland. Slum Village there. Like, I took a lot of people there to get their records. Taking it back to Philly, Questlove, you can put that poster down. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you here about Philly, Philly old school. Chaco, no, man. You do not have... You, oh, my God. You... Where the hell do they find you at, man? 
my God. You got rhythm taught by Jocko. Jocko will also treat you good. Oh, my God. Okay. Jocko Henderson is, I won't even say a self-proclaimed. I will give him credit. He is, he's the first MC. The first uncredited MC. Um, He was a personality from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who uh, was very jazzy. He was coming from a jazz standpoint. He didn't have hip-hop mentality because hip-hop really was invented in the 50s. But the idea of, ooh, pop a do and how do y'all do? seeing what the record was seeing, and I'm Taco Henderson, dun, dun, dun. And, and he, he would have a special rhythmic prose about his delivery. Everything was in a rhyme, and his new James Brown, right on time. He had like a lot of pizzazz, and you know his intonation was perfect. Uh, so about a month after Rapper's Delight came out, which one could sort of say that Wonder Mike's first line is rather derivative of Jocko Henderson. Jocko Henderson would would have been a person that could have said, "I said a hip hop, a hip to the hip and a hip hip pop. You don't stop the rock to the bang bang boogie up top the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie dee you, you hear how jazzy that sounds? So a month later, Rhythm Talk comes out. Uh, Rhythm Talk, the backdrop was "Ain't No Stopping Us Now," um, a song about upward mobility, but really had a killer, killer, killer baseline. And um, God, Jocko Henderson just rhymes. Pop, hit pat jam. Hop, listen to the pat jam. Hop, somebody shout loud and clear. Party is over here. Do it in the kitchen. Do it in the hall. Do it like a ball. Up against the wall. Then hop, tough tongue. Then I've not heard this in thirty-four years. So I'm going off of my eight-year-old memory. Um, but rhythm talk. Uh. Wow, you, 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 you did it! Like I don't think we can do any more interviews in the future because there's no way that you're going to again. You would have to bring Michael Jackson back to life. To you probably got. I know you don't got more shit. <laughs> anyway, yes, this means a lot to me. God, how do you know this? Your quest of we have to prepare, but I think there's a connection. Isn't there a connection between you and Jocko? Like, didn't Jocko manage your dad's band for a bit? Yeah. Oh, I, I totally forgot that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the the way that you really got played on the air, uh, on the radio, was you either had to give credit to you know a certain DJ. Um, I mean, you you had to you had to shake hands and kiss babies. This is a game of politics. So, Jocko Henderson managed my father's uh, band, Leandres in the Hearts, his doo-wop band. Um, and, you know, kind of being under the, the tutelage of Jocko Henderson, uh, that's how my father got picked to play sop hop, sock hops in, in high schools and colleges and frat houses and local gigs of the day. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally forgot that, you know, aside from being a pioneering DJ, Anna MC, uh, Jocko Henderson was also <laughs> my dad's manager. 
It's great to have you here in Vancouver, Questlove, because I'm going to ask you about more Philly groups. This group right here, the Tough Crew. What can you tell the people about Tough Crew? They were very tough. All right, now i got to put the poster down. What I find is interesting is Tough Crew did a split with the Crone Rulers, right? The Crown Rulers, yes. They had an album called Fan Jam. And Kick the Ball connects to you, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Kick the Ball is kind of how me and Tariq connected. Uh, the Tough Crew uh, split studio costs with an, an, another local jersey, which is kind of between the Philly. So I guess like the relationship that Vancouver would have to maybe Seattle. It's kind of how like Philly and Jersey were, Camden and Philly, except it was much closer. Uh, so they released a record, an EP called Fan Jam. Side one was Tough Crew and their four songs. Side two was Crown Rulers and their four songs. And the uh, seminal favorite was a song called Kick the Ball, which sampled Bill Summers. Well, not Bill Summers, which sampled uh, the Headhunters' God Made Me Funky breakbeat. But we didn't know that Herbie Hancock's Headhunters made a song called God Made Me Funky, uh, which you know would have been hiding in my father's record collection, but I didn't know it at the time. So we just naturally called that beat Kick the Ball. And so the way that Tariq and I sort of connected in high school was that he heard me playing the God Made Me Funky breakbeat, and he instantly ran up like, yo, that's Kick the Ball. And... I was like, no, nah, that's, that's the Headhunters, you know, uh, God made me funky. He said, no, nah, man, let's kick the ball. I was like, huh? And then I sort of put two and two together that what he knows as a sample, I just knew as something from my dad's record collection. And so thus began our relationship. So then he'd run down and say, yo, play Raw. And then I'd have to play Hot Pants, I'm Coming by Bobby Bird. And then he'd have to say, yo, play Top Billing. And then I'd have to play Impeach the President by the Honey Trippers. And that, that's how our relationship became. Like To him, it was such... He was just absolutely amazed that someone was able to recreate in, in human time what he hears on the radio. So, you know, he, he, called, like, he called girls at night and on three-way, called me up to impress them. Like, yo, yo, run, run downstairs. I'd be like, yo, man, it's too late for me. It's 10 o'clock at night. My dad's going to kill me. Yo, yo, man, just... Look, real quick, play play the bridge by MC Shan. And that, yo, you there, Kenyatta? Yeah, I'm here. All right, yo, play it real quick. And then, of course, I had to run downstairs into the basement and play the bridge on the drums. And they'd be, like, all impressed, like, damn, he not play the bridge by MC Shan. So that's our relationship. But the Tough Crew, this is, you know, one of the classic, classic Philly groups. DJ Too Tough. Um, an expert cutter, uh, white DJ, uh, really was unheard of back then. Like in 1987, like, whoa, your DJ a white boy. Can he get down? And he, he was incredible. Um, not to mention, even though, um, ice dog is, is rocking gazelles here. Like this is, this is the Philly look, even though the beard is missing, this beard I'm representing, like these sort of gazelles, these hammer gazelles. That is, that is, this is quintessential Philly right here. This, this is amazing. You're, you're on your A game. Well, Questlove, got some other things to ask about right from Philly here. Was this the first record ever to get banned of the rap persuasion? MC. Do you have Discobobulator? 
Oh my god! <laughs> Not only do you have Discombobulator Boobulator, but you freaking have the original. Yo, you have the original pressing of it. Like, I want to. Oh, my God. My God. The singing MC Breeze. You've had him on stage. The singing MC Breeze is, um, if you're, if you were a fan of the Hammer Empire, let's go to 1990. Hammer had a, uh, 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 a solo artist named Joey B. Ellis, who did a song called Go For It, which was featured in... Rocky Five. Rocky Five, Yeah, Rocky Five. Before Joey B. Ellis was Joey B. Ellis, he was the singing MC breed. And his talent was that he was from Philadelphia, and he could sing and also rap, which at the time, you know... Another Canadian we know can sing and rap also. Uh, nameless. But, you know, this was a novelty back in 1986. Um, also notable in this very original, this hard-to-find, almost priceless artifact of a 12-inch. Um, when he did later pressings, he did without the yellow and black artwork. But um, basically, Schooly D and... Uh, Schooly D and MC Breed would have the same sort of artwork. They would do this yellow and black motif and kind of graffiti style. Uh, his was Breeze Records, whereas uh, I think Schooly D was Schooly D Records. And both records sort of looked the same. They did, like, graffiti on them. Um, Discombobulator Boobulator uh, was a, a narrative that kind of caught the ear. This was a massive hit in Philadelphia, but then... Um, one Lorraine Ballard Morrow, the Asian news correspondent. I sound like I'm on the family guy. Our Asian news correspondent, Lorraine Ballard Morrow of Power 99, uh, was highly offended at his uh, rather uh, extreme views on purchasing uh, Chinese food uh, using a lot of uh, stereotypes. Uh, so subsequently, this record got banned, and then went just went out of print. Uh, it's it's it is offensive. Uh, still deemed a classic, and this is extremely priceless. And how in God's name did you find this? We have to find it for Questlove. Oh my! I I just can't believe I'm holding this because I've I've had other versions, but it's reissued. He cleaned up. You know, it's sort of like the Rick Ross of his day. Like, he cleaned up the lyric, and now, you know, the version that we all have is sort of the 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 uh, the, the redone version of Discombobulator Boobulator. But, wow. The cool thing to mention is it was on his own record label, too. He released it himself. Yeah, on Breeze Records. Well, that's what I'm saying, that Breeze Records and Schoolie D Records. Was, that was a Philly thing, to sort of have your own label and, you know... Your name as your label. I'm, I'm floored, man. Um, wow. Your Questlove in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Want to take it back to Philly again? Now, was this the first female LP? Okay, I didn't even look at what you put in my hands. 
But is this Lady B's to the beat? Yes, it is, indeed. <laughs> this is not Lady B's to the beat. Holy shit, is Lady B's to the beat, y'all. Nick Martinelli? It, oh, my God. I'm just... Wow. I did not know Nick Martinelli engineered this. That's even more crazier than me holding... This is basically the first rap by a female on wax. Uh, to the beat, y'all. Lady B uh, would educate me and nurture and introduce many a hip-hop classic to me for uh, between 1980 on WHATAM in Philadelphia Thus moving to Power 99 in 1986 and staying there till 1991, 1990. Um, so, yeah, she, uh, again, once Rapper De- Rapper's Delight came out, uh, it just opened up the floodgates. And she just happened to beat Sequence, the first female rap group, to the punch by releasing a rather... Post-disco sounding rap. Rap was post-disco in 79, 80. Um, But the fact that Nick Martinelli was the engineer on this record is mind-blowing to me. Um, Why is that? Could you explain to the people? No, I mean, Nick Martinelli is a a famous producer who obviously in 79, 80 must have just been an upstart. I mean, this is the equivalent of me discovering that the engineer... On Double Fantasy by John and Yoko Ono was none other than uh, Interscope President uh, Jimmy Iovine. You know, everyone gets their start somewhere. So Jimmy Iovine started off as an engineer, and then he was an executive A&M, and then he started scoring movies like The Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink. Then he became president of Interscope. So this shows that, you know... Uh, yesterday's engineer can be tomorrow's super producer. This is kind of incredible. So, Questlove, from the obscure Philly to maybe the not-so-obscure Philly, what can you tell the people about Larry, Lar, and Cool C? <laughs> Ooh, Larry, Lar. Oh, God. Okay, can I give you this back? Maybe you could just put it down. I don't want to hold it because I'll never want to give it back. These are, these are yeah, these are, these are priceless artifacts. Um, wait a minute, you have confused. <laughs> you don't hear Larry. That's what they call me. You have his second. Sing- How do you have the second single that didn't make any noise? It made noise in Canada. It made it way up here. You serious? How? Larry Lair um, was a part of. Philly's second wave, along with the Tough Crew, there was a, a posse. I mean, the, the idea of uh, the idea of a collective. You know, one of the most famous hip hop collectives, of course, is Native Tongues, a collective of Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, Jungle Brothers. Philly had their version of their collective, and I believe they called themselves the Legion of Doom, which consisted of uh, three times dope, Steady B. Well, they were called the Hilltop Hustlers, but then they became the Legion of Doom. So back when they were in Hilltop Hustler mode, uh, a part of 
West Philly that Hilltop Hustlers would have actually been the thugs that picked up Will Smith and twirled him around and teased him on the basketball court at the top of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, they would have been those guys. So Larry Lair was a part of that crew. Um, and Cool C, this is, all right, more than, more than Ice Dog of Tough Crew, this is quintessential Philadelphia. He has his Hilltop Hustlers chain, but he also has his African medallion on. It's like you got to be conscious and street at the same time. Um, he's holding about, I imagine this would be like $3,000. He has a 50 here, <laughs> hundreds there. Uh, and Alpinas. This was a sign, like now when you know someone's from Philly, they have a very full beard like I do. But back then, cool C, his Alpinas. You know, he was trying to emulate what street hustlers, what drug dealers, Philly drug dealers look like. They would wear Alpinas. So when you were, when you wanted to look fly in Philly, this is how you dress. You wore your Dookie Gold Group. You wore your cruise name. You had the African medallion for some reason. You had money inside your waist and your pockets. And you had Alpinas. You did not walk around with a velvet apple on your plaid jacket looking like a teacher. Um... Cool C, unfortunately, met uh, a horrible, not a, well, yeah, the demise of his career. He met a a very untimely halt to his career. Uh, He's uh, a connoisseur of money, as you see. And uh, he decided, him and his other Hilltop Hustler brethren, uh, Steady B, and him decided that they were going to rob a bank. Steady B was the getaway driver. Cool C was one of the gunmen. The other gunman was a man named Snook Nooker. Snook Nooker. S-N-O-O-K-K-N-U-C-K-A. That's a lot of K's in a name. Snook Nooker. Failed botched robbery attempt. Uh, They are all on death row. Not trying to make light of it. I know my delivery is very dry and whatnot, so it's a little hilarious. But there's nothing funny about uh, the way that they kind of went out. So their demise, we we even though we kind of looked up to them as the, the older hip hop generation. I mean, we kind of aim to be the very opposite of this. You know, I wanted this to be a level of cool. Velvet apples, cool. You know, not me letting you know that I have money. Matter of fact, I dress so that people don't think I have money. Questlove, is it true that Hawaiian Punch got you banned from TV? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love records because I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Specifically, I wasn't allowed to watch cartoons because one particular animated cartoon got me in a lot of trouble. Um, One of my favorite commercials as a kid gave me a brilliant idea. And what I did was, as a three-year-old, I said, hey, mom, come here one second. Mom, come here. No, mom, come closer. Come closer. Right. Okay. Now, when I say... How about 
a nice Hawaiian punch? You say, sure. And my mom was like, huh? I said, mama, mama. listen, I'm going to say, no, you're going to say, I'm going to say, no, no. you're going to ask me, how about a nice, no, I'm going to say, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? And all you say is sure. Just say sure, okay, mom? Mom was like, okay, sure. I said, wait, but just come closer, come closer. Okay, so. How about a nice Hawaiian punch? Bam! I sucker punched the shit out of my <laughs> Cut to no more television except for music shows. So, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that because they saw me emulating the commercial and they were just like, no, you, you can't. No more TV. So they took it away. And there were two music shows that you were allowed to watch. Those were Soul Train and Saturday Night Live. Technically, I was not allowed to watch Saturday Night Live. The last 15 minutes of Saturday Night Live. Uh, yes. Soul Train came on at 1 in the morning. So they woke me up at 1245. And, you know, that's when the second song would occur for the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. So I was allowed to watch that. And then the dead sketches, the last minute sketches, usually Jim Henson stuff. So... Jim Henson, no harm in that. And then at one in the morning, I put the cover on my head and kind of peeked through. Because, again, you're in a very dark house with vermin running around, spiders and cockroaches and sometimes mice. And you're watching um, a gray train, animated train, dance from behind the earth, yelling, The it would scare the mess out of any eight-year-old, but yet I was obsessed with it. So I used to watch Soul Train under a crochet blanket on the couch because that used to scare me, but also thrill me at the same time. So, yeah. You love the Soul Train. The Soul Train, though, also made its way all the way to Chicago, to Chicago. And I have a gift here for you, an article in Rocktober Fanzine all about Soul Train in... Questlove here. Please tell the people. Yo, it's just not gonna cry. I'm not. Hold this for me, please. That's for you to keep. It's an article by Jake Austin all about Soul Train in Chicago. And maybe you could tell me it's pretty rare because Soul Train... Yes, no one... I'm working on Soul Train's book. We cannot find any of the photos from that era. This is very rare. Soul Train started out as a local show in Chicago. In a room no bigger than where we are right now. Um, oh my God, man. The hell... And the fact that that what what even means more to me is the font of Rocktober. This is emulated from a fanzine that I was a big fan of called Ride On Magazine. Like before the internet, before Huffington Post, before OKPlayer.com. Like when I was a kid, 
the only way I found out information on my favorite artists were, was in Write On Magazine. So, yes, I'm super floored that I'm holding a periodical based on the Chicago period of Soul Train before they went to Los Angeles with a very radical dressing Don Cornelius inside of a room with the original stage with B.B. With King, of course. But just the fact that this periodical was so clever enough to emulate the freaking right on the right on magazine font. I, I truly believe you could have found Bin Laden ten years before he could, you can find anything. Like what stumps you? Like I know you love the grassy knoll information and stuff like that. Like what? <laughs> like do you know who really shot Kennedy? Like what? <laughs> I found this in October, which is the greatest fanzine in the world. So I guess I just love the greatest fanzine. I, 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 damn. So all credit goes to October right there because they educate me up and down. I'm turning Vancouver into my favorite place in the world to get interviewed. Jesus. Like, even the second time when Pharrell did the interview, I was like, I know he's not, Pharrell's not going to be so amazed. God, you, damn. I'm a, yo, I, you live for this. You live for stumping us, man. I live for giving joy. I'm so happy that you're excited about this, Questlove. Oh, my God, man. I, like, I, I want to read, read uh, play theme music one second. Let's cut to your theme song. Well, as you look there, I want to ask you about another Philly combo or Philly ties. Freshco. This is not Fresco and Miz. <sighs> man. This is a DJ. Just hell. All right, Fresco Miz, uh, DJ Miz, who uh, uh, I think he made first place in the DMC Champions. Uh, Philadelphia is known for its lineage of, of championship DJs: Jazzy Jeff, uh, DJ Cheese, DJ Cash Money, DJ Miz. Another another great uh, Fresco. Uh, also, I believe he won the New Music Seminar MC Battle, uh, 1988, I believe, 1988, I'm, 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 again, I'm, Jesus, yes, We Don't Play, uh, Speed Rap, I'm, damn, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, you, I, I'm messed up. I'm this whole interview is messing me up. I'm messed up. But another quintessential Philly, Jeff Cut, rocking the beads. You know, less gold than than before, but they don't play. See, my era of hip hop, everybody's rocking a medallion. I'm rocking apples. But they're <laughs> they're rocking medallions. God man. This is I'm sorry, man. You, you you already won the fight with the, the Soul Train thing. I'm I'm just. Well, you're a great hip hop historian, Questlove, and I love asking you stuff. I want to ask you right here about the Rock Steady, the Rock, the Rock Steady crew right here, because you guys brought these out on stage. These guys, could you explain about the Rock Steady crew to people? The Rock Steady crew, one of the greatest b boys. I mean, this is like Ken Swift. And 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 crazy legs, baby love, God, oh damn! I didn't even know that she was represented. Like they're basically like 
they're the ultimate b-boy and b-girl uh dance crew like they were they were their own they were their own dancers for the ideas of like having dancing in your hip-hop performance I mean, it starts with the B-boys and the B-girls. Because like, if they don't respond to the music, then you don't have hip-hop music and hip-hop culture. But um, the Rocksteady crew from New York City uh, were some of the baddest dancers. And then eventually they got a, a, a deal uh, to, to rhyme. What year did this come out? This, uh, this should have came out in 84, 85. I think so. And I was 83. Oh, my God. So this is like prime Rocksteady crew. Yes. I guess I was curious. You brought them out on stage. Are they a franchise now? Yes, we we brought. I mean, we brought out the Rocksteady crew uh, back in 1996 when uh, we came out. Like we were just trying to embrace everybody that we looked up to in you know in b boy history. Uh, funny story about Crazy Legs. For those of you that are um, aficionados of. Uh, or take to liking to the movie Flashdance. There's a scene where doing that big giant ballet recital at the end that Jennifer Bills is doing uh, to Flashdance with a feeling where she starts up rocking and then she spins on her back. That ain't Jennifer Bills. That's crazy legs. It's great to get all this hip-hop history from you, Questlove, and you're at NYU right now. Yes, I, I just finished my first semester at NYU. I'm extremely pleased. I'm happy. My my students seem to like me. Uh, the the staff seems to like me. I might do it again if time allows. What other hip hop historians are out there? I know what, Ninth Wonder is at Harvard, at Harvard, and Bun B is at Rice. What other hip hop historians are out there? There's many. I mean, I mean, I know Michael Eric Dyson was teaching a Tupac course at University of Penn. Um, I actually got an offer yesterday from. A uh, a high level Ivy League school that uh, I it's like two hours away from New York, but I I couldn't get away from my Fallon duties to really do it justice. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, there. There there are a few hip hop luminaries uh, teaching courses across the country, but I'm honored to do so. Winding up here, Questlove, just have a kind of a group of hip hop records I want to ask you about. A a group. I didn't even look. Wait. But the way he always smiles when you turn away and the look of panic in my eyes. Am I the only person that have a panic look in my eye? Because I don't know what is going to happen next. (laughs) Okay. Something just dropped. But Okay. Here are a few of these hip-hop groups that I want to ask you about. I didn't look at what he has. I just want to. All right. Good. Just start describing them. Well, right here we have the rapping, the rapping Duke, the ha da ha, yes, novelty rap at its finest. I know some people are, you know, they feel a certain way about novelty rap, but nobody was front. Even the notorious Big legitimized and validated the rapping Duke. Remember rapping Duke, the ha da ha. This is the rapping Duke as John Wayne. You know what I learned yesterday? I did not know that John Wayne. Was six foot five. I learned that. Paul Thomas Anderson, thank you, pal. He told me that I did not know that he was that tall. But yes, the Rapping Duke was, well, not the Rapping Duke, but the Rapping Duke's character, uh, John Wayne, was six five. I did not know that. 
And then we have the rapping. The rapping reverend. The rapping reverend. You know what? Okay, you, on Fantasy Records, you officially. I ain't into that. You've stumped me because. Okay. Pushers and pimps trying to make me stray. Serve me death on a silver tray. They get on my nerves, wasting my time. Offer me dope, sex, and crime. But I hang tough and I stand up tall. I look at them in the eye and I tell them all. Get out of my face, you low-down cat. I'm a different breed. I ain't into that. The rapping reverend. I bet you any amount of money he was into that. The rapping duke, the rapping reverend. Yes, the rapping duke, the rapper. I, I, you, you've officially stumped me because I know nothing about this record. I'm trying to study it. Just wow, this is a long ass verse. I gotta hear this. The rapping duke, the rapping reverend, and we also have Mel Brooks with not the rapping Hitler, the Hitler rap. Oh, is this from History of the World? It's from To Be or Not To Be. I did not know about this. I knew about It's Good to Be the King. But I did not... We have ways of making you dance. <laughs> what the hell? This actually came out? In 1983, and Rodney Dangerfield... Is Holy shit, it is Anne Bancroft. Damn, she's young. Well, she was young then. But go ahead. Give me I this. guess what I was wondering is Mel Brooks did the Hitler rap. Rodney Dangerfield did rap and rap and Rodney. And it was like an 83. Are these guys hip-hop pioneers? Like 83, that's pretty early, isn't it? Well, you know, I remember the history of the world, the scene where the, the Sultan is, is listening to Funky Town on the boombox. Uh, Mel Brooks' first rap record was uh, It's Good to Be the King, which came out in the... I think 1980, because then Sylvia Robinson, president of Sugar Hill Records, who incidentally, I'm going to take her niece's word for it. I knew that when Sylvia Robinson was Mickey and Sylvia, she played guitar and Mickey and Sylvia. I'm now hearing from her niece that she played bass on all the moments stuff on her label. But more importantly, I've been told that Sylvie Robinson played bass on Rapper's Delight, not Doug Winbush. I will investigate further. But, yeah, I, wow, I, the Hitler rap, I, wow, I won't touch this with a 10-foot pole. I won't touch a 10-foot pole. But you, my friend, have done stellar, stellar work today uh, i i was emotionally preparing myself to be cool i wanted to be like jay-z cool like just like all right what you got for me i damn you you got me good today man the question of girlfriends did you once have a uk girlfriend used to phone long distance and then watch movies like purple rain with while you talked to her long distance on the phone yeah i the the very first girl I fell in love with as Questlove as you know I hate talking in this like this uh, uh, Clark Kent Superman mode but um 
Yeah, she was from South Africa. This is when I first exiled to Europe, to London. And um, we met and fell in love in a month. And then she had to leave because uh, she felt that it was her civic duty to go home and vote. Mandela had just been freed. And the ANC was running for the position uh, to put him in as president of South Africa. And uh, she went home to go vote. So we were like, so what happens? Like, do we maintain a relationship or not? We maintain a relationship, but man, my business manager was not happy because this is before Skype, before texting. It was like long letters and long ass distance. Not long distance, long ass distance. Like, I was the long distance king. And then after that, I said never again. Like, my... My bill was like close to $100,000. I could have bought a house. And what would you do? You'd both watch Purple Rain at the same time while talking to each other on the phone long distance, the entire movie? We would eat the same dinner, like, particularly like Indian curry was our favorite thing. So we would decide, like, well, you're going to get up four in the morning and I watch at four in the afternoon, or am I going to be up at three in the morning? And sure enough, we'd watch the same movie at the same time eat the same dinner, but not see each other. And so that was, that was my dweebish life all during the Do You Want More project for like two years. We are here in a barber shop. What sort of hair pick do you have right now? I guess people are wondering. Um, to look up this hair pick, I got to... It, it doesn't have a title. This is all... This, all I know is his patent number. This means that in the United States, this is the 200... 38,000, I'm sorry, the 23rd, 23,882 invention is known by his patent number. Uh, I had to stock up. I have about 5,000 of these. I think left, maybe I have about 2,000. That means throughout the 20 years, I've just given away, most, most of them have gone to roadies. It falls out my hair on stage, and then I forget about it, and then when the night's over and they're packing up. Yeah, I got the Questlove Afro pick. I've looked on eBay and seen a few of them on uh, not for sale, like for like a 25 cent. You can't give them away. Questlove, lastly, lastly, lastly here. When was the last time somebody told you to take off your pants? My ex the other night? I don't know. What? Baboom, I was thinking of the border. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, how many times have I got stopped at the Canadian border? Um, yeah, one of one of my one of the worst experiences I've ever had uh, at any border is the Canadian border, uh, which I will say that Vancouver is the lesser of the three evils. I mean, there's there's three evils. There's Toronto, there's Montreal. Montreal is a hell no. Montreal. Is a maybe. Vancouver is in okay. But, um, yeah, I, I find it ironic that, I mean, I can go to all walks of life through all these different places, like to Dubai. I can go to in and out of South America. I can go anywhere. I can go to Jersey, which is dangerous. But uh, when it comes to coming to Canada... They're just, they're just now starting to be very nice to me. 
but in the beginning, nah, we we would have to go through strip searches. You know, they thought we were a drug cartel. Um, very degrading. One of my greatest uh, Canadian border stories ever is watching Common and Black Thought having to write a 1,000-word essay on how they rehabilitated their criminal lifestyle. Uh, Tariq's criminal lifestyle was due to an unpaid parking ticket that's on his record. Common uh, was caught shoplifting deodorant in ninth grade on their record. So they both had to watch, write kind of Bart Simpson style, like, I will not commit a crime in Canada. I will not commit a crime in Canada. I will. They had to write a 1,000-word essay sometime in 1999 at the Canadian border. Like, it was, it was degrading. But I still love this country. Well, welcome back to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Questlove. Sing, sing the, I'm ready. Sing the, sing the refrain. Go ahead. Well, actually, I was going to say, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Bump, bump, a dump, bump. Almost, Questlove. Keep on rocking in the free world and do, 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 loot, do. How'd you carjack my ending that I carjacked from you? In the world, you can bet on that ain't here. It's putting nobody down but pound for pound. I'm the best around. I'm the middleweight champ at 163. You gotta be bad to hang with me. You gotta rock it with the jock like a boot. Don't talk a pop a dot and do the boogaloo too. Ooh, pop a doo. Bang a lang a loo. I got tons and tons of fun for you. Ooh, pop a docker. Pop a got a shocker. Pop a got a rocker mama good. Got a rock around the locker mama jam. Pop a docker bang the boom tang tang real good. Eat the yuck. This is the jock and I'm back. Machine said, Dip, dip, bam. Check, got this bad jam. Got to holler my loud and clear. Party is over here. Do it on the sofa, do it on the chair, do it on the roof. It's good or bad. Do it in the kitchen, do it in the hall, do it in the closet, up against the wall. Take your buns by the guns, sit the beat the drums, turn your boom tangs loose and have big fun. Great. With the booga silver booga, this is the jock and I'm talking to you. What I got should be against the law. I can suck it to you, mama, make you scream for more. Senses rating me double X. After you, mama, your sister's legs. I make your knees freeze, back crack, liver quiver. You like it like that? I'm the ace from outer space. Boss bun shaker, any place. I got a big bad radar beam, guaranteed to make you scream. I'm clean. Ain't got the dime, but I represent wealth. I got the fine vines hanging on the line. Gucci made my boots. Ollie Cassini at Bill Blast stitched my three-piece suits. My underwear, let me make this clear. This custom made to a T. Everything, baby, everything, baby. Look 
so good on me. Take a look, take a look. Bad enough to be in the history books. But about to come to the rubber dum dum. Check out where I'm coming from. When I was born, they took a look at me. They said, Good God, you see what I see? Called all the nurses and the doctors too. They all agreed this can't be true. Mama was shocked, Papa was proud. Screamed so loud he drew a crowd. My baby's a man, can you understand? My baby's a man, can you understand? Years went by and they showed it fly. And I was grown before I knew it. I lined the girls up on the wall, tried to get to them all, but one of them said I blew it. She said, you're gonna take time when I've been the line to back here and do it. Jocko, Jocko, you're the king. Best in the world when I do my thing. Break it down, shake it down, take it down, put it around, do it good in every town. Now do it, do it, find a little beast and do it. Have you met Miss Lee, whose first name is Thug? Looks a little worse than the beetle bug. Suddenly, I'm happy to say, can't get into dude in the USA. It ain't how you look, it's what's inside that'll hook up the dude and make a go for the ride. You don't have to be a beauty queen, just know what to do with the radar, babe. I got the boot night, and it's just right. Shake your buns with it, mama, for the rest of the night. You gotta rock on the track, like a boot, on the back, a pop, a pop, do the boogaloo, too. Oop up, doo, bang a lang a loo. I got tons and tons of fun for you. Oop up, rock a pop, got a shock a pop, I got the rock a mama good. Gotta rock around the rock a mama jam, pop a rock a bang the boom boom tang real good. Whoa, baby, baby. Finished high school at Booker T, made the highest marks they ever did see. I got a dip in my hip, glide my slide, make no mistake, I'm overqualified. I got a B A B. University, got my masters and my PhD from Freak Out University. Take a look, take a look. Bad enough to be in the history book. This qualifies me to be the best bun shaker you ever did see. Fred Google Booger with the Uga so Uga. This is the doc and I'm still talking to you. I know mommy, yo, legs like a bird. Listen real good and you'll get the word. Don't ask for legs, daddy, what you do. The other parts you can talk if you seek. You shall find fun to shake a whole blow your mind. The cost of living is sky high. You wonder how you're gonna make it. You heave aside, buck fell and try. You wonder how long you can take it. The price of heat and oil will make you bored. Food took a hell of a jump. At the supermarket checkout, when you get your bill, you feel like a stupid chump. With the price of pork, forget about lamb. Shake your bun, shake your bun, do the best you can. You need a loan from the bank. Fill up your tank with the dollars fly behind the pumps. They stop you up without a gun. Jump right, Google Booger with the Ooga Sooga Booga. This is the Jock and I'm talking to you. Jocko, Jocko, what you got? I got the bun shaking part of this bound to rock. Do it in the bathtub, do it in the shower. Do it on the job if you work by the hour. Do it when you sing, do it when you walk. You do it better when you talk that talk. Do it on the speaker, do it on the train. I did it with the hosts on the pan and plane. Shake your buns by the guns to the beat of the drums. Turn your boom tank loose and have Big fun, but shake it is the way to go. Get on the bar, get set, go. Oop, up, dip, for hip, dip. Get a stone, box with rhythm in the box. Better than golden, fort box. Come with me, baby, you'll feel the thrill. I'm on my way to freak out there. I got something to lay on you. You'll scream for your mama and the police, too. You'll like it. You like it for sure, make no mistake, I think you'll be back for more. You better read my label, cause I'm hundred proof. When the juice gets loose, it'll blow you through the roof. Don't care if I do die, wanna see the juice fly. Birds do it and fly, cats do it and cry. I do it cause I'm used to it, lead me to it, I love to do it. No, 
To know you're rapping crowd with all Ruda, little Fozard Buddha. I'm all through talking to you. Jocko, Jocko, where you been? I've been round the world and back again. By now, gotta say ciao. Still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Jocko Anderson with Rhythm Talk. And before that, an interview with Questlove from The Roots. To end the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, going to play some more Questlove-related music. Going to play something by MC Breeze. It ain't New York. Plus going to play something by the Rock Steady Crew. Hey you, the Rock Steady Crew. Here's MC Breeze with It Ain't New York. Let's see the Bronx, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Harlem, Jamaica. Mount Erie, West Philly, the bottom, North Philly, South Philly, West Oakland, Bartram, Philly. That ain't New York. Yo, Headmaster Flag. What up, Breeze? We're gonna rock the beef. We're gonna rock so fast. We all know where it started. And we don't mean to offend. But it ain't New York this time, everybody. With a thought due respect to New York City Yes, we're fly and we're sedity He said Master Flash MC Breeze Jeff Carroll, our creator of the melodies He said Master Flash He's the king of the cuts And any human beatboxer nail your butt Down below the ground Boom is the sound You will hear when you come into Philly town No, we're not saying that we're all fresh We gotta suck MCs and boys that fast But right about now, that's not the point so put on your sneakers and your underwear Because the BF boys are finally here We all know where we started And we don't mean to offend It ain't New York this time Because Philly is stepping in Philly is stepping in It ain't New York Because Philly is stepping in It ain't New York Because Philly is stepping in I just wanted to know. 
Still listening to CITR Radio and the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard the Rocksteady Crew with Hey You Rocksteady Crew. And before that, we heard something by MC Breeze. It ain't New York. To end the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show, gonna play something by the Charles Edward Cheese Band. The name of the track, Going to the Chapel. The Charles Edward Cheese Band from Austin, Texas. And to get the full view of the Charles Edward Cheese Band, check out their website, cheeseband.com. You have to see the whole setup of the Charles Edward Cheese Band. That's cheeseband.com. And we're going to hear Going to the Chapel. Thank you very much again, Gene Defcon, for sending Going to the Chapel and the entire Charles Edward Cheese Band philosophy of rap CD. And after that, we're going to hear something by the No Seams from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much, Mike. And we're going to hear Putnaneska. Putanesca by the No Seams from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And they're playing tomorrow night in Seattle, Washington at the Rendezvous. Happy birthday, Alex. So, going to hear something by the Charles Edward Cheese Band going to the chapel. And then, brand new, from the No Seams from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Putanesca, dedicated to Alex. Happy birthday, Alex. To end, the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show here's the charles edward cheese band
classic money don't worry about it make it rain no it's counting show it off chocolate fountain wedding cake the size of a mountain Leslie, rest in peace. 